0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No
1: purchase necessary. VTW. Group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Queen's Stand Up Support Network Radio. Our purpose and intention is to create a non-judgment zone of support for the leaders and those working to be the change they want to see, where we increase our awareness regarding the experiences that manifest as we navigate through this adventure we call life. Increasing awareness allows us the opportunity to choose to align with the actions necessary to manifest the desired change. You give all of you every day, working to live on purpose. And now, we intend to give back to you by empowering you to tune into your souls. Let us pray. Almighty Divine Creator, as we grow from strength to strength, We give thanks for this day and the opportunity to expand our vibration as infinite choice makers. Thank you for showing us the way of healing. We are open to receive as we continue to align ourselves with peace. May our homes and hearts be forever filled and surrounded with happiness, healthiness, love, and forgiveness. As we live in the present moment, our most powerful point of being, in the name of the father, the mother, and the child, Amen Mut Kanshu, Ashe, so let it be. Greetings, beautiful people. Happy, healthy Sunday to you, and welcome to the Queen Stand-Up Radio Show. Yes, if you were with us last week, you know that we talked about navigating um, between family, business, career, and love. And it was a good show. You know, we dissected some understanding of flexibility and how to incorporate that while still having a healthy routine and keeping structure. So listen to the show if you're looking for some ideas about that. Um, You can visit it at www.queenstandup.com. Today, beautiful people, we are here to talk about the mindful menopause. Menopause, by definition, is the ceasing of menstruation. Menopause can be a difficult time for up to 80% of today's busy, stressed women, and it can take a toll on their physical and mental health. Our guest host, author, and mindfulness coach, Clarissa Hughes says, this is why a little breathing space is so important. In our discussion, she will provide interesting insight on how to have more energy through the menopause process, how to put the brakes on stress and anxiety, the power of thoughts and emotions on your well-being during this time, and the steps to thriving through menopause and beyond. Welcome, Clarissa, to the show. Thank you so much for joining us again.
2: Hi, April. I am so thrilled to be here and a chance to talk to your beautiful listeners.
1: Yes, we are so honored to have you. Um, if you're listening for the first time, Clarissa was on our show before. Um, Clarissa, do you remember the topic you discussed when you I came think on? we talked
2: about self-care and self-sabotage.
1: Self-care. Yeah, 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 yeah. yep. Yep, very important um, topic, which, you know, is definitely related to our topic today um, for self-care. So, Clarissa, just for those who haven't, um, connected with you before on our show. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you do as a mindfulness coach? Yeah, Thank you, April. In my
2: business here, I work with private individuals. I work with businesses. I really help people to better manage their stress. Uh, into other things like anxiety, sleep problems, and I have a particular focus on women who are going through the menopause. So I create coaching, online courses, and and really help people to look at what are your negative patterns that you've got yourself into, and how can we
1: work through simply and effectively to a more
2: positive transformation.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. We can all use that guidance. I I think that's like, do you find that that's like an ongoing thing that we just really have to be conscious about, Clarissa? Oh, I think so. I think we need to be very self-aware. And when we Mm -hmm.
2: do that, we build the foundation to be kind to ourselves. We find strength, responsibility to um, actually make change in our lives
1: that
2: we need to and to keep ourselves
1: accountable to the most important person, which is yourself. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, so, you know, I've heard you say it, um, the menopause a couple of times. Um, and when we talked about building the show, I even looked on your site and I think you call it that the menopause. I've never heard it. Said as the menopause.
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's it's such a, it is a big thing.
2: I mean, and it's such a big journey. I mean, even though you know technically, if I was a doctor, I'd be saying the menopause is, uh, in fact, the day that you haven't had your menstruation for a whole twelve months. But so the reality is that it's a much bigger thing. You know, it's a journey that can last. Um, anywhere up to 15 years, sorry, that doesn't sound very cheerful, does it, when you say that, but it, but it is a big part of the transition in a woman's life from being um, you know, someone that is a reproductive person to a very different kind of woman. Um, it's a physical change, it's a mental change, and it's a social as well as a
1: spiritual transformation as well. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Physical, mental, and social change. Clarissa, do you by chance have us on speaker? I do have you on speaker. Can okay. you not hear me? It's, it's not coming across as very clear. Is there a way that you can... Can I turn those speakers up? Does that help? Um, can you take us off speaker and speak to us directly?
2: I can, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. That talk if I speak
1: directly? Okay, I think that sounds a little better because we're getting a little bit of background noise. Okay, theme, does feedback. that sound a lot better if I talk like that? Yeah, it sounds it sounds a little bit better. Um, I'll I'll okay, see sure. if the listeners <laughs> what they have to say. Um, yeah, there's some there's uh, and you're calling from where again? Clarke? I said-
2: I'm in
1: Sweden. Yeah, okay, you're in Sweden, so that's probably a big um, factor as well.
2: Um, It could well be across the airways. I hope you can hear me well enough,
1: yes? Yes, I'm hearing you well um, now. It was just, it sounds a lot better. I'm getting some some, um, feedback from the listeners um, as well. So you said menopause is physical, it's mental, and it's social, Um, what can you tell us, you know, um, a little bit more about that? Like what makes it like a social aspect of menopause? Where, where does that come in?
2: Well, I think we are very much in a society today where, um, young is beautiful and, We become a very different person as we go through the menopause. We want to celebrate being an older woman. Um, We are seen very differently um, when we're older. And I think there's this change where we now see becoming this powerful older woman that is able to do so much more, launch businesses. But it's a very different positioning uh, within our workplaces, within our society then we would be if we were a younger woman where everything in our society is anti-aging, um, look beautiful, be young, you know, and instead we, we are a different woman still through the menopause and something to be celebrated, but that still needs us to keep reinforcing those messages.
1: Okay. So you're basically saying it's the, the emotional uh, process that a woman goes through psychologically um, as well. Uh, when during the time of of the menopause process. Absolutely.
2: I mean there is a big psychological change of, of our identity as a woman is changed. Okay. Um, if we think okay. about you know we go back even a few generations back, the average life expectancy for a woman would have been 49. We're now going to live in, to where, in our eight, up to 80s some women are older. Average life expectancy is around the late seventies, early eighties. We're going to live a third of our life as a, you know, post-menopausal woman, and and so there is a big change for us. Um, to who are we? How do we build up that identity? How do we really stand in this new power of who we are after we've been a younger reproductive woman?
1: Okay, um, it's interesting. You know, I never really um, thought about that. From, from how you're saying it, it really seems like um, women have associated them, themselves solely with the ability to give birth. And that's, no, that's kind of, disheart- purely, that's but kind of think disheartening. But I uh, our, our identity is often
2: as a younger woman, as a younger mother. And I think uh, we are quite obsessed about this in our society. And I think we're now seeing ourselves as something very different. We have a, a different sort of power that we can bring to what we do, and um, we're also going to be, you know, vibrant and energetic. We should see this time after menopause as a place where we're vibrant and energetic, not just, you know, disappearing
1: and becoming older, older, even though know, we're physiologically aging. Okay i i've i've you know this is the the first time other than other than the 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 I hear a lot about you know um the hot sweat you know the the cold and the hot you know the changing of the temperature, um maybe some mood swings um other than that, I've actually heard more women um excited about you know experiencing menopause because they no longer have their um, menstruation. So this is the first time I'm actually thinking about it from a different perspective, and I want to thank you for bringing this light to our community um, that this is just another um, stage of life that should be celebrated, um, especially since it it is a testament that women's life cycle has uh, increased over the course of, you know, the last decade.
2: Yes, I think so. And I think our dialogue, you talked about sweats and and, and those kinds of things. We still have a dialogue that is incredibly focused on um,
1: symptoms. On what?
2: Incredibly focused on the symptoms of the menopause. Uh, So we talk about it in the context of the symptoms rather than just um, the emotional side of it as well of of the changing woman that we are.
1: Okay. Okay. So um, have you experienced menopause, Clarissa?
2: Oh, yes. I'm I'm the other side of menopause now. Um,
1: Okay. I would
2: have said I was menopausal for probably... In total, pretty close to 10 years.
1: Oh, menopausal. So that's a another... That's mm-hmm. I mean, another... I was
2: going through the menopause, yes. I mean, there's a perimenopausal stage where quite a okay. lot of women are experiencing fluctuations in their hormones. And then okay. um, after that, you know, we're actually in the, the middle of it and then after.
1: Mm, Okay. So, and, and that's the part that we often hear about, the, the menopausal phase when the hormones are the balance of the hormones are changing. Um, what are some things that women can do to help them, you know, during that, to make the transition easier?
2: Well, I think, you know, there's a number of different things that involve taking care of themselves. I think the first thing is to become much more aware of your symptoms. What are they like? Um, How severe are they? What what triggers them Even So that we can look and see what is actually happening to us. Um, That gives us a much better ability to have a really good conversation with our doctor or to seek out the menopause specialist. Because there are times when women really need um, additional help. So without doubt, they, need, they can need HRT. And um, I think also looking at your mental well-being and seeing if you need support there. It's important for women to recognize that if you have suffered from anxiety, depression, or had bad PMS, that created mood problems for you may women may need to get extra support with a psychologist or a psychotherapist at that time. So there is some medical stuff that women need to be aware of. On our other side, it's about living more mindfully and practicing self-care. So taking a really good look to make sure we try and manage our sleep as much as possible because sleep is often very interrupted. Um, okay. Finding time to connect with our bodies, listen to what our bodies need, breathing breathing breath. Um, And exercising is very important. Exercise helps us to minimize our stress and anxiety and is also really important in this age group because we're entering a stage where we are at risk from things like um, osteoporosis and we also have some issues managing our weight um, often in the manopause. So exercise is very important.
1: Okay. Okay. One, thank you for that. Actually, one of uh, our listeners said that she definitely defined, and um, before I go into that, if you'd like to join the discussion, feel free to dial in to 929-477-2476 and press 1 um, to indicate that you'd like to join the discussion. Um, yeah, so back to our, um, our listener's response. She said she definitely... Defined her worth. Um, so you've got a lot of feedback going on. I'm so sorry. Wow, I yeah.
2: Let me just see if I can change that's that. Better. At
1: all. That's a little better. That's a little better. That's, that's a that's lot better, actually. That's
2: a lot better. Okay, that's a lot better.
1: Yes, thank you. Okay, Good. so she said. She said she definitely defined her worth by her ability to give birth. Um, it was more about not having anything else to show for her life than fertility. Um, now mm-hmm. it's definitely because she feels old and less in control of her body. Menopause feels like an attack on womanhood. Like I'm being um, accosted and dragged someplace I don't want to go. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's arrested and dragged someplace I I don't want to go. I have been making peace with the changes over the past year. Um, I've been going through this increase, this this change since 2009. But this past year, it has amped up and I feel outnumbered and unequipped to manage the symptoms. It has given significant reinforcement to the sugar addiction that she has, especially Mm -hmm. since I, she bleeds every 21 days and suffers from non-stop PMS.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. So there's a lot going on there for this listener um, that, you know, it's sort of like, I think my question would be, is she getting support from a menopause specialist um, mm-hmm. who might be able to help her with, some of the mood changes, but also how she can use mindfulness practices to create, create some space and be able to, um, you know, breathe, relax when she feels the way she does.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, you know, listener, you know, that's a good, you know, some good question, some good feedback for you to, um, visit, you know, in your life, are you getting that support that you need? And, you know, um, as far as like feeling the, uh, you know, um, like she doesn't, you don't have control. Um, I'm wondering, is there like some part of us psychologically that just does not want to accept that this is happening? You know, especially since she mentioned that she feels like, you know, she's getting, um, feels like you know she's getting old you know and like it's an attack on her womanhood like almost Mm -hmm. as if you're not you are being um taken over by your body like you know what I mean like you you, you just don't have any control like how do you Uh, let go and just kind of embrace that this is a change that has got to happen within me you know, um, did, does any of this relate to, to how you felt during your time, Clarissa? I
2: personally, not personally, but it is something okay. I see in my clients. And that bringing that um, sense of acceptance to situations that we can't control is very important. And really, okay. that's when I work with my clients around more acceptance, commitment-based therapy techniques. Where we really, you know, you really learn to, um, you know, accept that this is part of a normal journey, accept that we have to give over the control and that actually not resisting the journey is very important. When we resist it mentally and try to push it away, it actually makes the situation much more stressful. And so, and so, how do we yeah, how, how do we be kind to yourself here? Is very important. and kind not in to a special way.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get that. How how do we accept? Like, what is what is a practice that we can use to show acceptance, or you know, to engage in the process of acceptance?
2: Well, I think some of the things is firstly is to to look at your your thoughts and to actually look at the kinds of thoughts that you have and, and learning to um, let those thoughts be. There a lot of the thoughts when we don't accept something are often very negative, and they become a narrative in their own right. So then it's not just you're having a thought and it letting it go. You may be having a thought that becomes a story, that becomes a bigger story. One of the things that's very important is to start to look at what those thoughts are like. I work with my, my clients on a thought record so that we look at the patterns of thoughts that we have and we start to do a couple of things. One is to simply start asking ourselves some questions like, are these thoughts true? Are they really true? And then turning that around and also starting to look at how would my best friends speak to me? They wouldn't speak to me like we speak to ourselves. So in rewiring Mm. that negative thinking and instead looking and learning to how we can turn ourselves to things that are positive, Um, gratitude journaling, and also writing down every day three things that went well in our day. We're teaching our brains, which is called neuroplasticity. So we rewire our brain to think positively, but not so that we... Just push away the negative. We accept that it's there. We understand it. And we practice learning those thoughts just being there so that we, in essence, look at our thoughts, not from them.
1: Mm, mm, I love that. I love that. And in doing that, you know, since we had such a great example from this listener um, sharing her experience, and thank you for that, this is probably a thought that she's not having alone, you know, the thought about. Associating her menstrual cycle with womanhood. So now it begs the question of redefining what womanhood even is
0: mm-hmm.
1: for herself, you know, so that she can change the story, like you're saying, and change her thoughts around it. Because from what I'm hearing, she's feeling like, Oh, I'm losing my period. I'm not a woman anymore. I'm not a value anymore. I have no more worth, even though she may not. I mean, even though she obviously is not probably at a period in her life where she even was thinking about having children or the possibility, but it seems like just having the option removed is Mm. psychologically damaging to her definition of womanhood.
2: Yes, and it's almost like building up a new, new, compassionate, new image of yourself as this visualizing yourself as a whole, beautiful, complete um, person, the other side of menopause, because we are. I mean, there's some very good techniques that I. Um, use and that I learned from um, the compassion focused therapy area is called a compassionate image. When we actually define and visualize a new self that is beautiful and whole, um, but that may not be a woman that is, you know, having a period anymore. That is the other side of, of, of that space, but is still a very, very beautiful person with really beautiful purpose and values and strengths, and it's bringing those to the fore and knowing those, and then reframing that in this new context in which all women will find themselves, which is post the menopause. Mm.
1: I love that. I love that. So, you know, redefining your definition of womanhood, um, f- seeing where else your value is as a woman, um, connecting mm. with with. Other women who have experienced, you know, menopause, um, and building relationships and friendships there, so that you can uh, raise your awareness about. The next stage of womanhood, because I can definitely see how if you're trying to, because you mentioned, you know, as a younger woman, you know, you have your cycle, and that's sometimes a big topic of conversation amongst women. You know, their 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 menstrual cycle, girl. You know, I got my period, or you know, <laughs> Aunt <laughs> Flo is in town, or <laughs> you know, like sometimes that's like a connection. If you can't make that connection with a a, a woman. Um, then I can definitely see how, you know, it can make you feel like you're you're old. But it's it's, I think what's important here, what we're discovering, is that you have to just, like you said, accept that there's a change and accept that other women are going through this too and connect with them so you can have conversations about (laughs) the menopause instead, you know, just as easily as you had conversations about Aunt Flo exactly
2: know. and i and i think there's a lot of good things to think about if we actually know there's a lot of psychological evidence that women um can often feel healthier in their 60s than they can in their 40s they have they're possibly can be more energetic they have a lot more freedom um in them what they can do we're not tied down with the concerns about pregnancy concerns about periods and pms suddenly we're free um, it's mm-hmm. shown that women have far less mental illness and, and uh, particularly depression on the other side of menopause. Mm. So there's something to celebrate in terms okay. of our mental well being. And and the joy is quite a lot of the weight that we put on and those sorts of things that happen they come off. Uh, they suddenly mm. come off. We mm. can gain our, <laughs> ourselves. Our body goes into some sort of healthier mode if we look after ourselves. We can okay. actually. We we'll almost kickstart ourselves after the menopause again. And there's, there's plenty of evidence to that. Um, okay.
1: Good. Yeah, it sounds like some great things to look forward to. I mean, who doesn't want to, you know, um, experience feeling more energetic, you know, more, you know, less stressed? You know, it sounds like a lot of positive things to look forward to. More balance is what I'm hearing from you. Mm. That sounds awesome. That sounds really awesome. Um, I want to take a little break and listen to Miss Sandra's Moment of Power, um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more. Okay.
0: Y'all know what time it is. Get ready for Miss Sandra's Moment of Power.
1: Mama's on, she's dropping them jewels. Mama's on, better listen up
2: and you'll grow.
0: The Mindful Menopause. Good morning, queens and kings. Menopause is a natural process, an interruption of a normal cycle of our life. We are so focused on all of what we have to do in any given day, rising up at the crack of dawn or before dawn for preparation of leaving the house. It could be getting the children up, preparing breakfast, lunch, checking our schedules, emails, text messages, voicemails, all before we leave the house, focusing on a PowerPoint meeting or interview that is scheduled while commuting to our place of business scheduling in time for family, friends, that we forget about scheduling in time for ourselves. So the mindful menopause, deliberate time for self, is always on the back burner. But if we be mindful and set this menopause into our daily schedule, we can take care of self first before we give of ourselves to others. It could be as simple as enjoying nature. There is therapy in nature, and God designed it that way. Taking a walk or a morning jog with no agenda, listening to the sounds of nature—the birds, the wind, the, the wind um, brushing between the branches of the trees—and the simple quietness of the morning. Gardening gets us out into the into the fresh air, and it is also a form of exercise and an expression of our creativity. Haven't really done it much, but I think that's what I'm going to start to do. We all need downtime. It's okay to give yourself permission to spend time with self, which allows us to collect our thoughts and have a peaceful state of mind that will help us make positive and prosperous decisions. In the morning, O oh Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectations. Psalm 53: Be blessed and happy Sunday to all.
1: Thank you, Miss Sandra. Happy Sunday to you and all our listeners. Again, if you'd like to join the discussion with me and Clarissa today, feel free to dial in 929 477 2476. And also, you can um, and press one. And then also, you can send me messages via text um, if you know my number <laughs> and via Facebook Messenger as well. Um, and if you've signed up for our wellness app, you can send messages there too because we're checking all of the above. So, um, something that my mom mentioned is the peaceful state of mind that really stuck out to me in her message. And Mm -hmm. it's actually directly tied into a question that I was going to ask related to the connection between, um, painful menstrual cycles. So like people who have experienced a lot of cramping, um, bloating, and just really intense menstrual cycles. Does that signify that they may have a more challenging time with their menopausal transition?
2: I'm not as a doc as I'm not a doctor. I don't know um, okay. whether that would or not. And I think that's a medical question that I would, okay. that I would not like to say the wrong thing to here. Really, April. Um, I know okay. from a mental perspective, um, definitely. If you've had a difficult time mentally, then that is a watch out. Um, But from a physical perspective, I
1: can't really answer, sorry. Okay, okay. Um, That's okay and I thank you um, for your honesty with that. And I think that it's something that our listeners, you know, if you are still getting your menstrual cycle and you're experiencing pain, um, that that's a good place to start in regards to um, thinking about your transition into menopause because it is something that will happen to us all eventually, all the women eventually. So if it's intense now with your menstrual cycle or you're experiencing a lot of stress in your life, it sounds like even from my mom's message that you know practicing more relaxation and more time um, cultivating a peaceful state of mind Will help you. I mean, it will help you overall, you know, in general, but it sounds like it also will help you um, to gain more acceptance during the menopausal stage of life that you go through. So, but if you're experiencing, you know, painful menstrual cycles in general, um, you definitely want to connect with your um, healthcare practitioner to find out if there are some different ways that you could be eating, you know, um, hydrating. Um, things of that nature to help with the flow because the menstrual cycle, is releasing, it's helping to not only just release the egg, but it's also releasing toxins at the same time. Um, and so, you know, you want to find out how you can help your body to do that easier. So um, Clarissa, I definitely um, want to know more about you know how the breath can work can you talk to us a little bit more about how the breath can work to help us cultivate a peaceful state of mind and maybe if you can even share with us some a breathing technique that we could practice together today on the show absolutely
2: so um, being able to breathe really well and really deeply is very important for us mentally and physically. And most of us in in the Western world, breathe way too shallowly. We breathe very much at the top of our lungs and we don't really fill air, unless we practice yoga or Qigong or we have a breathing practice, then we don't really fill our lungs fully. And more importantly, we don't expel all the air that's there. So we've got stale air sitting around at the bottom of our lungs, which, you know, if we think about it in those terms, just doesn't sound good. Um, and so learning to breathe deeply and in needs, times of stress, we also breathe slowly. So when we do that, we are activating our parasympathetic nervous system which is connected to us feeling less stressed when we breathe slowly and deeply and we use breath to support us we can lower the um, cortisol and adrenaline the the hormones that are created when we're stressed that make us feel hyped up and edgy and we instead Mm -hmm. bring more of the soothing calming um, uh hormones like seroton- and neurotransmitters, serotonins and endorphins mm-hmm. that make us feel good. So we are activating those and we're making our brain m- different. So we are helping our brain to be more focused. We're helping our brain to have better embedding of emotions and memories. And breath helps mm. us to do that. So it's a very powerful thing to be able to breathe um, if slowly and effectively for our for our body's sense of well-being. And then if I add on to that, that when you breathe deeply and the diaphragm really moves down, you have know, this big muscle that's running, you know, underneath our ribs and connects back to front and side to side. I mean, it's a big muscle. When that moves up and down, it actually massages. And bathe the organs of the lower body, the vital ones that are in that part of our body, like our liver and our kidneys and our, our there. And that is bathing those and massaging those as it moves up and down. So you can imagine that breathing deeply and making your, your diaphragm really work is incredibly important as well for those vital organs of the body. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. So learning to breathe very, very slowly and deeply is one exercise that we I try to teach as many of my students as possible. And that is actually to slow the breath down so that we only actually breathe in and out about four or five times a minute. And that sounds not a lot, but if we (laughs) <laughs> no, we normally are breathing at about 15 <laughs> times a minute. And, um, you know, I've been doing a bit of uh, connecting with a, a great um, yoga coach in the U.S. who's called Ed Harold. And I've been learning a lot about breathing techniques through him. And this is one of the foundational ones that he recommends. We can try slowing down the breath. And what we're also going to try and do is to exercise. Extend the exhale, make the exhale just a bit longer than the inhale. So are we ready to try that?
1: Yeah. Yes, we're ready. Right, guys? We're ready. Let's do it. Good. All right. So
2: what we begin with is just taking a nice kind of normal-ish deep breath in. So we breathe in. We just breathe out. And breathe out through our mouth. Breathe it all out, all the way. And then we just pause a little bit and then just breathe in normally. And breathe out. Just a little pause and then just breathe in normally. And breathe out. we can keep going like that for one or two minutes. But the slower and slower you can do it and you need to practice, then it brings Absolutely. a sense You feel calmer and clearer. I don't know how you feel after that short bit, but
1: I feel more centered. I feel more present in the moment. Yeah.
2: So, and that's exactly yeah. what and if we were feeling if we were a menopausal woman beginning to feel a bit of anxiety and you know when we have like a heart flash which is the most common form of, of, of symptom and we were able just even for a minute to take a few breaths the heart flash itself might not go but the racing thoughts that accompany it the feelings of feeling a bit flustered um, maybe even ashamed because we're sweating. We can we can put a cap on some of those things by using things like the breath. So that you know, mm. when it comes again, we know. Okay, here comes a heart flash, and we just we name it like that. We take some breaths, and we can feel centered in the present moment. And a lot of our anxiety can be managed quite simply like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, you bring up such an important point, um, kind of subtly um, for me, which is, you know, the whole idea of being present, it allows us to create a, a, an intentional experience for ourselves. Uh, and why I think that's so important is because with, when mass consciousness, you know, puts out an idea about how something is supposed to be or define something for us, then, you know, slowly over time, we begin to adopt and accept that as the belief that we have. um, And then we create that experience for ourselves. So just because a certain number, you know, because the statistics said something about 80% of women, you know, experience, you know, Difficult times during menopause, if we keep hearing that, and we don't like work to cultivate a, a, a um, unique experience for ourselves, we can definitely fall into experience it, experiencing it the way that's most popular if you will. Right. You know, all of the, the jokes about, you know, the sweating and, you know, the hot flashes and the, all of those different things and the, you know, the mood swings and everything. It's just like with, with, you know, with the menstrual cycle, what people say, I think what's important for us and what I'm really trying to get to is that we define this part of our experience for ourselves. Um, one of our listeners, she mentioned something that's really important. And she said, you know, she's only 30. Um, and she says that she may feel differently when it's her time for menopause, because that's something that people always say, oh, you'll understand it when, you'll, when you get older. You know, because they've already bought into the fact that everybody has to experience something a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. um, but she says, you know, maybe that embracing it in a different way may help us to accept these changes that we experience rather than feeling it's an attack on our womanhood. We can accept it as an opportunity to redefine ourselves and level up. And I even, I love what she said, and I even want to take it further, not only just redefine ourselves, but also get to know ourselves differently, individually, uniquely, you know, what are your thoughts I about that, Marissa? beautiful.
2: I, I think what your listener has said is absolutely beautiful because it is an opportunity to to get to know ourselves in a different way. And it is enough. If we are prepared going into the menopause. maybe someone who's 30, if they have a mindfulness practice um, in place, we know that they will experience their symptoms in a very different way. They won't be as severe. And there's big studies coming out in the US and um, from the Mayo Clinic, and there was work done in Australia as well, which very clearly um, showed that women who practice mindfulness, particularly around the loving kindness type meditation, have symptoms, but they just don't have as intense an experience they're much more able to go through the whole the whole process feeling good about themselves and who they are and seeing this not as as a big drama or something where you're right it has to be exactly how somebody defines it but it's how they define it
1: absolutely I think you know um, Clarissa you know, the point that comes up is that we're so like, we we, we the whole thing with our show is about responsibility, you know, and self empowerment, self empowerment starts with, you know, getting to know yourself. Um, it's it definitely starts with it, self awareness. Um, and it starts with, you know, just Uh, cultivating and creating and shaping your life in a way that's in alignment with your vision. Um, I saw a message the other day, it was so profound, it said, don't be a sheep, you know, be a wolf. A sheep, you know, is like a person who just waits for information to come to them, you know. Mm -hmm. But a wolf is a person, is a type of a person who goes out and actually hunts for information hunts for a new way so don't just you know accept what mass consciousness is telling you about how things are because it's been proven time and time again this is an evolutionary experience and and everything that there is to know about this experience is not known you know at this time and if you look up over the course of history like they've Constantly, you know, whatever age you are in at that particular time, the ego wants to tell us that this is the way, this is the only option, there are no possibilities about anything else other than what we know at the present moment. But I think we've gotten to a more evolved state of consciousness where we realize that it's more about what we know now. Science is always discovering new things, um, and, and they're far ahead of what we are actually being introduced to right now, even in terms of technology. There are, they're, they're light years ahead of us in terms of technology, but they don't always feed the information to mass consciousness um, at the same time because of our ability to receive uh, and incorporate the information, you know, without getting it into a panic, yeah, that's very, very true. And I, and I think we
2: are, today we are um, learning more about the menopause. I think the journey here is doing what we're doing today is starting to open up and have dialogue about it on an on mm-hmm. a, a open platform. Um, because too much of it has been tucked away with women saying nothing or women pressing their issues away. Or not reaching out and building good communities and communities that aren't all about the negative and that aren't all about the problems but are actually starting to talk about solutions and support for each other so that we learn from each other and and we find out what worked for one person could you try that and just generally we're sort of holding hands with each other and um, that, I think, is at the moment the most powerful thing that's going on around this whole topic.
1: I love that. I love that about raising the awareness. I want to raise the awareness a little and take it even further, to today, Clarissa. You know, I want to change the name of it. <laughs> I just think, I mean, when I look at, because words are very powerful, when I look at the word menopause, I'm like, hello, this is a psychological thing here. Can we, You know, like, hello, menopause? really and then menstruation why do they both start with men you know and that goes back with the whole thing because words are very powerful clarissa uh-huh. you know and they do word origins and how they originated and what they mean have psychological effects on us yeah yeah i think
2: if we could find a nice thing to call it um would be would be beautiful actually as i think the word is very powerful Um, women um, don't react well to this word. I mean, it brings up immediately, you know, people immediately list off all the problems they've ever heard of and all the women that they've ever met who've had a problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, the word kind of symbolizes that men are not going to want you anymore. Men are going (laughs) to (laughs) pause. Um, I, yes. a, when I, mean, I look I at the word, you're... that's what I just thought of. So I'm just like, <laughs> we got to change that. <laughs> Which is not true either. I mean,
2: I think that that's that, that just your head. I mean, I, I, think, I think men have got to come on the journey with us somewhere along the way. We have to get men to listen and to understand. And, and, and men who care and love about us do want to do that. Yeah, I,
1: I totally agree. I do. I do believe that men, you know, do want to um to be there for us and support us. But I also think that men have to like we we have to reclaim our womanhood. We have to reclaim our thrones because we give birth to men. And so we we need to redefine how we show up in our lives so that we educate and teach men how to treat us better. Because that is something that even, you know, um, the current chief of office, you know, is showing us that we as women um, do not have have given men too many passes in relationship to how to treat us. Um, And it definitely starts in the womb if we want to take it all the way back. Like how we're feeling about ourselves, our children see that. And then they begin to emulate that, you know, um, our little boys, they don't even know, you know, sometimes when they are mistreating us or whatever have you, because it's learned behavior. People, we teach people how to treat us. So we as women have to start educating men um, about how to treat us. And I think that a big part of it is that we need to define ourselves. We even need to define the things that happen to us, you know, so, i I, I want to know more about this word and how we even got this word, why it starts with men, why menstruation starts with the word men like I'm sure that a woman did not come up with these names, and I feel like we need to go back to the root of that and and work on redefining um that's a big part of how we're gonna redefine ourselves as women is just oh. naming for ourselves you know teaching early on about how we are to be treated you know all of that stuff is, just ties in that's
2: very true and, I, and I, what I know is that the word comes from I think moon originally men's to do with the moon in Greek so that's it's sort of like the moon cycle is where it
1: started okay alright that sounds good i right. <laughs> Let me let's let's go it sounds good. I'm I'm gonna do some research because this is what this conversation just brought up for me. Like I'm just wondering how this is playing a psychological effect on women, um, just in general. Because there are a lot of things like that, you know, in our culture and well, our society. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Well, I think you brought up menstruation as well, which is exactly the same kind of
1: I'm looking it up now. I, I need to know. Like, what's the <laughs> word origin? Seriously. <laughs> you said the, the late 19th century. Um, yeah, it's, it's saying that it's coming from the, the late 19th century. Um, ah, it means it's coming from the word moon means month. Okay, so, all right. So, it's related to, um, up from Greek men, genotative menos. So, it definitely is related to men um, and their reflection of how they see women. But then it goes on to say month, um, it's a time and a period during the month when something ceases and pauses. Um, earlier than that. So it, it, it's evolved, basically, is what it's saying. It's evolved, and it, it, and it needs to evolve even further. <laughs>
2: it does. We need to find, April, in a
1: much nicer
2: way to talk about this time of life that feels a little bit more uplifting and supportive than
1: a word that feels like something M. Mm. So one of our listeners, she says she knew it has nothing it had it has nothing to do with men. But it actually does. Um, But think about the fact that we associate it with men to the degree that we think the name of our physical changes means men have to name it.
2: Yeah. Good.
1: Good point. Good Good point. That's a good point. No,
2: they don't. We're going to name this now. If we're going to start a whole wave here of <laughs>
1: <laughs> at something new, I really think that it could be very freeing for us to rename it. You know, like because I I just feel like it's, that's like an empowering um, position to to when you define yourself. You know, and so I just really feel like we've been allowing others to define us for far too long and that's like it's empowering when you um switch it up so thank you so much for entertaining that idea with us clarissa and hopefully uh, we planted a seed (laughs) out there in the universe
2: we We set something go in motion here
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes so um all right so um how what, where else can can we find you if people want to work with you um and your uh, accountability program to help them to think more positive um where can we find you Clarissa? do you have any products and stuff
2: that I have are out there? A, I obviously have
1: a website that's called okay. the
2: little dot com
1: mm okay the dot com perfect mhm you know?
2: And on there, you'll find a lot more about me and the programs I coach. Um, we, I am um, releasing a course for menopausal women, which is based ah. on, the, on the book, yes. And that's going to be an online course with lots of steps for you to work through, you know, coming closer to your body and mind, finding ways to calm them, and then working through, you know, how we become kinder and more compassionate towards ourselves. And that will be coming out in a month's time. And that will go up on the website. And you'll be able to just click and go through to to, to buy that.
1: Oh, that is awesome. Awesome, Clarissa. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really an honor to talk with you again. I had a lot of fun. Um, We planted some seeds. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks again. Thank you so much, April, for inviting me onto the show. You're welcome. Until next time, be well.
0: Today's show was such a blessing. Join us next Sunday, February 10th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss how to bounce up during adversity. Our guest host will be MJ Calloway. To learn more about MJ, visit her website at www.mjcalloway.com. Until next time, and always, beautiful people, be blessed, and Queens, stand up.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's
0: my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.